welcome. It is, what is it, Tuesday, June 13th, 2023. Welcome to episode 386 of Simply Cyber's Daily Cyber Threat Briefing <coughs> podcast. We're going to be covering the latest cybersecurity news of the day, and I'll be giving my expert opinion and analysis on each of those stories. My name is Dr. Gerald Dozier. You guys are Simply Cyber Community. We're going to be shredding up Josh Casey, Matt McDaniel, Chris Bryant, Tom Bishop, coming over from the EU. It is a Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. Sharice Lamb, what's up? James Adekudo, Aaron KG in the house. Good to see you guys. All right. Move the mic up. All right. I tell you what, my Tidbits Tuesday is going to be my outrage for this lapel mic. How's that? Mic check one, two. What is it? Hit me up. Let me know. I can start over. Hold on. How am I coming in? Coming in hot. Make it a great day. Get the coffee pumping. First sip, Matt McDaniel. You know what's up. Raise the volume on my voice. All right, hold on. I got to get mod chat up. I don't even have Discord open. You guys have no idea how <laughs> just disrupting it is. Uh, changing your entire studio. Uh, mod chat, mod chat, mod chat. I do appreciate you helping me through these challenges great to see you how, how are we doing voice up a little bit someone said sounds fine to me okay i moved my lapel mic up there will be a defcon meetup that it guy give me a shout out um give me a shout out uh at jawjacking all right so let me know guys thumbs up thumbs down if the mic is good i can juice the mic a little bit myself it's better all right, we're not looking for better. We're looking for good, great. Because like, because better, like if it sucked and it's better, it could still suck, right? You know, it's just less sucky. All right, um, Mike's good, 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 good. John P, thank you. All right, guys, <clears throat> let me start over. Good morning. Today is June thirteenth, two thousand twenty-three. It is a Tuesday. This is episode three hundred and eighty-six of the Simply Cyber Daily Cyber Threat Briefing. I'm your host, Dr. Gerald Ozen. Over the next forty-five minutes, me, you, Sublime Ghost, Sly Cooper, Sheree Slam, Carl, and the whole Simply Cyber community are going to be shredding through the top cybersecurity news stories of the day. And I'll be giving my opinion and analysis on each of those stories on what it means to you as a practitioner, or if you're looking to break into the industry, you're going to get value here. Believe me, you're going to get asked at any job interview in the cyber industry. How do you stay current on today's news and trends? This is a banger of an answer, believe that. But before we get into it, let me say shout out and thanks to the stream sponsors because they're they're beautiful people too and they allow me to uh, continue to basically do this stream every single day. I show up every single weekday and so do you squad members. Thank you very much. <clears throat> I wanna say shout out to Barricade Cyber Solutions. Barricade Cyber Solutions is dedicated to helping businesses from cyber attacks and recover from the damage done Cyber attacks can cause massive issues for businesses and send dedicated, hardworking business owners into turmoil. I'm talking pink, drink, tummy troubles, out both ends. It's not good, people. But Barricade Cyber Solutions knows how to mitigate the damage done by cyber incidents. They can bring a cool hand and a calm head to any incident and help you guide you through it. They're like, they're kind of like, um, like infosec sherpas you know what i mean you're looking at climbing everest and you're like oh my god i don't think i'm gonna do it my business isn't gonna survive this and they're like hey chill winston we got you we're gonna take you through this get on my back right eric taylor strong so sh strong shoulders very strong shoulders that man check him out barricadecyber.com 
Links in the description below. This is their website. You can see here, you go there, you can get right on Eric's calendar, have a convo with him, say what's up. Also want to say shout out and love to Panopsi Security. Love my man, Brandon Poole over there. Panopsi Security does a lot of great things, but they also do quantified risk assessments. And if you're asking ChatGPT right now what a quantified risk assessment is, hold the phone, let me tell you. A quantified risk assessment is a, um, it's an effort, it's an initi initiative where cybersecurity professionals, they come in, they look at your people, your process, your technology, they look at your threat landscape, they look at your budget, they look at the size of your business, they look at all the factors. Then based on statistical evidence, fact-based evidence, they uh, assess the risk of your business to certain threats, and then they give you a probability, a statistical probability. So you're able to go to your boss and be like, listen, bro, we've got a 78% chance of suffering a massive cyber incident next year. I don't know what the budget says, but if you're interested, we can reduce that to 21% just for a few thousand dollars. What do you say? And then they're like, they're like, um, what would be appropriate? They're like, um, let's go, right? So consider Panopsi security for your quantified risk assessment needs. The final thing I'll say about quantified risk assessment, dude, you do it once and it's good value for about three years. Believe that. Mm. If you're live, you just got to see me quaff this coffee and really, really enjoy it. It is wicked good coffee. Oh man, it's good today. All right, if you're team live, hashtag team live. I still didn't fix the counter in the bottom of the screen. I'm sorry about that. I did have, uh, I will tell you, I'm not jacking around over here. You see this? This is my to-do list. See how it's all crossed off? I got a lot done yesterday. Fixing the ticker isn't on there, but I'm gonna add it to the list today. Fix team live. All right, guys, here's a spoiler alert. If you get on the, the to-do list, it gets to done by the end of the day. <coughs> but according to um, Restream, there's 171 of you wonderful people in here. Matt McDaniel, hashtag Team Live, hashtag Team Coffee with you. Manual sound effects today will be for, um, and I'm not doing this just to like, you know, I'm not doing this because of it, uh, but um, I have several of the sound effects on my soundboard. I do not have super chat sound. So, oh my God, why is my freaking, oh, there's CatGPT, got to, got the job. Oh, got the job, got the job, yes. Yes, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Where's my, hold on. Chat, CatGPT gets the job. Yes, CatGPT, love it, love it, love it. And for the super chat, what? Did we just become best friends? Yep. I do not have a manual sound. I don't have a regular sound effect for that particular sounder. So congratulations, CatGPT, super pumped for you. I'll take a big slug of coffee for that. All right, exactly, Catch EPT, showing how it's done, guys. I'm telling you, you know, I don't know exactly what Catch EPT did, but I assure you, I, listen to me, I bet you a million dollars that professional networking had something to do with it, okay? Professional networking, so freaking valuable. All right, if you're watching this on replay, please drop a, a comment, hashtag team replay in chat, maybe tell Catch EPT congrats on the Scoring the gig, nice job. Uh, if you are, um, from the CISO series. Oh, no, slow your roll, like, come on, CISO series. Like, we're trying to get into our new studio. Um, if you're watching, you, if you got here late, you gotta leave early, team hybrid, all the usual. 
Finally, and this is very apopretic or ap apo apopetic, ap apropos. It's very apropos. Um, hashtag passive observer. If you are one of the 182 people here that are not chatting, not texting, not uh, DMing or what, not whatever, you know, using the chat here, say what's up. T use hashtag passive observer. The whole reason we have that hashtag passive observer is so you can step forward into the light of professional networking, so you can start the conversation, so you can network. I'm telling you, networking is so, so valuable. Ask ChatGPT, right? The right community helps so much. He said it right there in chat. If I could bring it up on, on, on stream, I think I actually can. Where is it? Um, right here. I don't do this often, right? Thanks, all you guys. He's right. Community helps so much. I'm, I'm telling you, it's not lip service, man. Say what's up in chat. Hashtag passive observer. Everybody say what's up if you see him. Hey, Ethan, you're the passive observer for the day. All right, guys, enough jaw jacking around. I'll hang out at the end if you want for a little bit of extra. But right now, it's time to dig into the top cyber news of the day. I'll see you at the mid-roll. It's cybersecurity headlines. It's Tuesday, June 13, 2023. Critical RCE flaw discovered in Fortinet FortiGate firewalls. Fortinet has released patches to address a critical security flaw in its FortiGate firewalls that could be abused by a threat actor to achieve remote code execution. Lexfo security researcher Charles Fall, who discovered and reported the flaw, said in a tweet over the weekend that the vulnerability, tracked as CVE 2023-27997, is, quote, reachable pre-authentication on every SSL VPN appliance, end quote. French cybersecurity company Olympe Cyber Defense, in an independent alert, said the issue has been patched in versions 6.2.15, 6.4.13, 7.0.12, and 7.2.5, noting, quote, the flaw would allow a hostile agent to interfere via the VPN even if the MFA is activated. All right. You'll have to apologize me. Uh, I or Paula, you'll have to forgive me. You'll have to apologize to me. Like, who are you, Jerry? What? Listen, uh, forgiveness here. I um, I wasn't fully paying attention to that story because I was trying to work through some audio issues. Obviously, uh, <coughs> Fortinet are <coughs> Fortinet. <coughs> excuse me, Fortinet Fort to gate. Um, Firewalls, right? So your firewall, you're typically going to have between you and the internet, right? The internet is wicked hostile, right? There's a lot of hostility going on there. A lot of poking, a lot of prod, a lot of scanning, a lot of recon, a lot of bad guys, a lot of threat actors. Think of it as like a dark alley in the Wild West, right? Even if you're walking down the main street in the Wild West, and I know that this is a reference that's probably only good for Americans, so I apologize to the international community here. But like the Wild West, there was like the main street and then the buildings, right? And like you could still get shot on the Wild West Main Street, but if you took a turn down like a dark alley or something like that, you're really playing with fire. That's what the internet is. So Fortinet Fire Fortigate Firewall is supposed to help protect your business, your home, whatever. Typically businesses. Well, somebody has discovered a vulnerability uh, tagged as CVE 2023-27997, which is pre-auth, which means they don't have to like have an account to log in, um, and it can bypass MFA. So that's not good. If I had to guess, let's check the score on this. Um, scores for vulnerabilities go out of, out of 10. 
This one I'm going to say is a nine, uh, nine, six. Nine, six is what I'm going to say. Nine, five, nine, five. Let's not, let's not get too, let's not give it too much credit. All right. Let's see here. Nine, five. Let's see what survey says. Nine, eight. I was close. Nine, eight. All right. So nine, eight's really bad. Basically, this is the worst kind of vulnerability you can get until it's actively being exploited in the wild. People can use Shodan.io. If you don't know what Shodan is, uh, you definitely should know. I'll put a link in chat. Um, Shodan.io to find these devices because they are internet facing and you can guarantee that these things are going to get start, start get popped. So look for a story. Today's Tuesday. Look for a story by like Thursday or Friday. Uh, Fortinet gateways getting popped for this vulnerability. Mark tape. Cloak Engine makes malware fully undetectable. Researchers at Trend Micro describe this undetectable malware obfuscation engine as giving threat actors, quote, the ability to load numerous malware families and exploits with ease through highly obfuscated batch files, end quote. Active since September 2022, the researchers added that almost 80% of the total 784 artifacts unearthed have no detection across all security solutions. The Batcloak engine forms the crux of an off-the-shelf batch file builder tool called JLive, J-L-A-I-V-E, which comes with capabilities to bypass anti-malware scan interface as well as compress and encrypt the primary payload to achieve heightened security evasion. All right. So a couple things here uh, to be mindful of. I will, I will say um, I appreciate this infographic. I don't know if you guys can see it, but they've added bombs as the final payload. <laughs> you don't typically see um, the use of like graphics like that. You, you know, normally it's like you know uh, network diagram graphics, you know, servers, databases, endpoints, etc. This is <laughs> this is bombs being dropped. So uh, whoever made this infographic um, wasn't messing around. Maybe an early '90s hip hop band dropping bombs. All right, so check it out. This uh, this is not good, uh, but uh, but hold on. It's called Backcloak Engine. It's obviously got some ASCII art assigned to it. It's basically a. Um, it doesn't say it's a C2 uh, post exploitation framework, but it has a lot of similarities. Um, this will be only. Um, this only affects Windows machines. Right, you can see because it has the PowerShell loader. Whoops, where's the PowerShell loader? This PowerShell loader, PowerShell runs on Windows machines. That's the deal. Um, I don't know if C Sharp only runs on Windows machines, but PowerShell for sure. Uh, you can see stage three, it has uh, anti-VM, anti-debug, AMSI bypass. So this is anti-malware um, capabilities, anti-analysis techn technologies. So, or uh, capabilities. So this piece of malware, this backcloak thing, which makes it super easy to, to uh, be modular for downloading and bringing in new payloads into uh, a compromised host. Uh, it, it's, it's, uh, it, it's a more sophisticated piece of malware. If you see malware that is anti-malware, right, which means it does EDR bypassing or evasion, it hides, it obfuscates its code. All these things are like anti well, not obfuscation, that's anti-analysis. But anyways, there's capabilities that will allow you to get around 
antivirus, anti-malware. There's also capabilities that make it super painful for security researchers to be able to analyze the malware and see if, if it's what it's doing, if they can even get it to load. Like this, this technology has anti-VM capabilities, which basically means if you try to put it in a sandbox and run it and look at what happens, it's going to know it's in a sandbox and it's not gonna do the bad, nasty stuff. It's gonna either do nothing or the more clever ones are going to do something kind of um, not not threatening. Like they'll do something benign, and then maybe a researcher is like, "Oh, this is just a stupid application that does something stupid," um, you know, false positive, and then it gets back into the ecosystem. Yeah, it, it's intrusion countermeasures. Yeah, it's anti 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 espionage kind of things. So it's it's wicked cool. Like, dude, I I wish that there was like more work in the space because malware analysis advanced malware analysis, understanding anti-analysis techniques, um, evasion techniques, it's all very, very riveting. The problem is that, I mean, the problem is that if I'm a business, right, if I have whatever, like, uh, you know, budget for information security people at my business, and this is, guys, so I dropped, like, here's some knowledge that you're not gonna get in a textbook, okay? Here's the thing. Um, is this gonna look bad if I do this? Am I gonna be exposed for all of my, uh, my studio shortcomings, like my, my bonus light over here? Here's the deal. If I am a business owner, right, and I own a manufacturing company or a, a hospital or a healthcare company or a marketing firm or I make video games, it doesn't matter, right? If I am going to invest in an information security person, there's no way I'm gonna hire a malware analyst, right? I'm going to hire uh, either a GRC person or kind of a jack, of all, a jack or Jill of all trades, like someone who can do GRC but also do a little bit of SecOps stuff, not deep tier two stuff, but at least triage, you know, co contain, uh, eradicate with IT's help because that is, a, that is a resource, that's a function of information security that's gonna help a business. Malware analysis, here's the deal, man. Like I, I've worked in this industry for like a million years. When, when something cool comes up into your environment, like, you know, some piece of uh, artifact or something, I would love to spend all day analyzing the crap out of that malware. But the reality is I've got a punch list, this junk over here my boss has given me. I've got, you know, project plans I'm executing on. I don't have time to analyze the malware. So all you really do is look at it, triage it, throw it in a sandbox. Does it do something, yes or no? Make a decision, move on. Typically... You'll, uh, if you're unsure, if you can't positively identify that it was benign, you just re-image the endpoint, tell Carl, should he use, make sure you're using the file server, Carl, for your files, because I'm gonna wipe your machine every time you call me, right? I mean, don't be that extreme. But my point is, you don't have cycles to do malware analysis. It's wicked fun, absolutely. But you have to go work at like a special company like Symantec or you know Cisco, like, like these think tanks that do malware analysis and report out. That's where you get those jobs. You don't get them in, in like a manufacturing company in Greenville, South Carolina. All right. Swiss government targeted by series of cyber attacks. Last week, the Swiss government was investigating a ransomware attack on Xplain, a Swiss software vendor with ties to multiple government agencies, including the Swiss Army, the Federal Office of Police, and the National Railway Company. That attack was attributed to the Play ransomware group believed to be based in Russia. 
Yesterday, the websites of several Swiss federal agencies and state-linked companies became inaccessible due to a DDoS attack claimed by No Name, a pro-Russia threat group specializing in such attacks against Ukrainian and European organizations. Hmm. Lantum. Interesting. So I'd be curious if Joel Belton or Eric Taylor in chat, um, I do have a question for you guys to share with the group really quickly. Hmm. All right, so we saw in the news the other day that ex- – I don't know what that was, but uh, the other day, uh, Explain is like a managed services company, and they obviously got popped, and all of their clients – this was the whole MSP, MSSP story that I came up with. Uh, hey, Chris Sullivan, grab that coffee, um, and cheers to you. <clears throat> so Explain was an MSP, so they had all sorts of clients, most of them Swiss government clients. Uh, which ultimately led to several Swiss um, entities getting compromised, right? Possibly ransomware with the play ransomware. Now we're seeing, they're, so they're recovering from that, which sucks. Now we're also seeing, um, did this turn off? Dude, this, 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 um, this light is kind of, kind of booty. I don't think I like this light. It has like the battery. It has a battery, like a, like a three-year-old's bladder on a car trip, you know what I mean? Just constantly, constantly, uh, well, actually, that would be the opposite. It has the opposite of a, of a three-year-old's bladder on a car trip. Constantly running out. Never full charge. So now we're seeing that KillNet, which is known for distributed denial of service attack against, and against pro-Ukrainian entities, hitting the Swiss. So here's what I think happened. Thank you, Light. You are a treasure. You're going to find yourself in storage. So here's, the, here's what I have to say about this, okay? And this is a question for my, my cyber threat intel people. Play has obviously gotten all up into um, the Swiss group. Now, threat actors commonly do talk to each other, all right? Eric Taylor's in chat. Threat actors do talk to each other, right? And they have dark web forms, and they share tips, tactics, protocols, uh, processes, all the things, right? So I wonder if Play owned the Swiss and was like, oh, we've got all this data points and all these IPs and all these people and we, we have hooks in, right? Maybe they've got persistence in these Swiss uh, entities and they're, and they're ransomware. And I wonder if the KillNet people were like, hey, listen, like they're, uh, they're pro-Ukraine. Pro like we don't like them. Give us, give us some uh, data points. Give us some telemetry. Give us some IPs. Give us some stuff. And uh, we'll hit them too. I don't know. Um, I mean, obviously, a distributed denial service attack is done from the internet, so you don't need insider access to be able to execute that. But I, I just, I, it's just, it's very curious that the Swiss are under ransomware attack, and now another threat actor is like getting tagged in like a 1980s WWF wrestling match where like play ransomware is holding the Swiss. The Swiss bank, like, in the corner by the arm, and then they tag their partner who climbs up on the rope and then drops an elbow on that arm. Like, that's what's going on here. So we'll see what's going on. It sucks for Switzerland. For, for, for a, a country that's supposed to be, like, uber neutral, they're getting, they're getting slapped around, man. Hardcore. Three bucket leak is prescription for chaos for thousands Thanks, of Taylor. UK doctors. 
Lantum, L-A-N-T-U-M, an online locum doctor agency based in the UK that serves freelance doctors, has potentially exposed personal details relating to 3,200 individuals via unsecured S3 buckets, which one expert said could be used to launch ID theft attacks or blackmail. The agency had left the storage accessible on its old back-end system, Network Locum, according to researchers. Analysts said any malicious actor could have found the repository of personal data relating to the 2014 through 2016 period. Attempts by the analysts to contact Lansom received no response, and the bucket was closed almost immediately after the publication of the report. Bro, like, I, I don't have enough coffee in me to lose my mind, or I'm just, I'm just numb to the leaky S3 bucket. Like, dudes, first of all, this is UK, so again, I don't know if GDPR applies here because of the whole Brexit thing, but this is healthcare data. This is a leaky S3 bucket, which, which obviously is uh, AWS's databases, 98,000 potential uh, individuals compromised because the S3 bucket was left to the internet open. Guys, S S3 buckets are configured secure by default because this was happening so often. So one of two things has happened. Um, hold on. The analyst said malicious actors could have found the repo of personal data relating to the 2014-2016 period. Okay, so if this S3 bucket was configured in 2014-2016, exactly, James McQuiggan. James McQuiggan with the super chat. Um, what? Did we just become best friends? Yep. Thanks, James McQuiggan. Started a new chess match with James. Looking forward to that. Dude, guys, here's the thing. I'm, I'm done, I'm done bellyaching about leaky S3 buckets. If your organization is running an AWS and you have S3 buckets, send an email to the DevOps people or the engineers or the cloud architects or whatever and just say, hey, saw another story and underline the word another, saw another story about uh, compromised data through a leaky S3 bucket. Not that this was compromised, but go ahead and just say it was. And, and say, like, what, can we confirm it's done? Like, I have to imagine there is how to verify if your S3 bucket is public. Okay, look, I Googled it. Here, it took me all of, like, three seconds. Here you go. You could ask ChatGPT, you could ask Bard, you could ask the internet, you could ask Google, you could ask a friend, you could phone a friend, you could pull the audience. I don't care, but freaking stop having leaky S3 buckets. Like, can we try that for a change? I don't know. Just like, let's just get crazy. Let's, it's spring break in Cancun. Let's secure our S3 buckets and just get wild. Jesus. And now a word from our sponsor, Conveyor. Tried to use GPT to fill out questionnaires yet? We've already built that for you. Conveyor's GPT questionnaire response tool auto-generates precise, accurate answers to entire questionnaires. With accuracy far superior to other tools, you can spend almost zero time reviewing generated answers. There's also a browser extension for complex portals and other scary questionnaires. The best part is, it actually works. Try a free proof of concept with your own data to see it in action. You won't be disappointed. Learn more at www.conveyor.com. That's C-O-N-V-E-Y-O-R.com. Okay, okay, okay. Damn it. 
Like sometimes you hear about a business idea and you're like, ah, it's so obvious. I should have should have done that. So I don't know if you guys heard that ad reel, but basically a company uh, filling out security questionnaires is like it's like a campfire story. You tell GRC interns, you're like, gather around interns. Let me tell you the spooky story of the 65 page questionnaire from the you know German healthcare mega company that we had to fill out. Oh, and like, you know, like small children, big eyes, huddling near their parents' legs, feared having to fill out all of the pages of the questionnaire. Well, this company, and I'm being playful, but my point is security questionnaires suck. There's no standard, right? And um, this company has created a, Shall we play a, a AI solution that will fill out your questionnaires for you. And according to the marketing copy, it'll do it correctly. So if the, okay, so two things. One, a uh, cool idea, because if it's a private instance of some type of knowledge engine, um, then cool. You will have to, you will have to feed into it. It's basically the last questionnaire you'll have to, have to fill out because you'll have to feed into it your entire security control structure, your whole uh, system security plan, SSP, and then you can ask it your questionnaire questions or feed it, uh, feed it a questionnaire and it'll spit out responses. It's a pretty brilliant idea, actually. It's a very good use of um, AI. Now, I would be very clear about what the terms are of privacy and uh, data retention and data controls because, I mean, you're basically putting all of your security controls and all of your gaps of your security controls in there. So that, that'd be mindful. This isn't even a story. This is just me thinking about this particular solution that um, they just pitched at us. All right, so it is the mid-roll. We only got one thing to do on the mid-roll. All right, everybody, I want to thank you. Hey, James Itacudo, guess what, buddy? I guarantee you, wait for, like, whatever, H&R Block next year. This tax season was too soon, but there's going to be, like, a feed it in and do your taxes. I guarantee you. I'm sure accountants are going to be like, what? All right, guys, I want to thank all of you uh, for being here. Thank you, Simply Cyber Squad members. There's over 700 squad members. I looked it up the other day. That is absolutely mind-blowing. Thank you all so much for the continued support. I love having you all here every day. It makes the morning streams so enjoyable, so fun. And uh, I love the opportunity to share in everybody's successes like CatGPT's today. Thanks again, CatGPT, for sharing with us this morning. I want to thank the stream sponsors, Barricade Cyber and Panopsi, always bringing the heat, evergreen sponsors, no matter uh, the storm or whatever, they're always there supporting the channel. Thank you very much, uh, Eric and Brandon, for allowing me to do this. Guys, if you're getting educational value, if you're getting entertainment value, do me a favor. Do somebody you haven't met yet a favor. Hit the like button. What do you mean someone I haven't met? Well, let me explain to you. When there are uh, 260 of you in here right now, if you hit the like button, you guys normally look up cybersecurity content on YouTube. It's just a fact. If a bunch of people who do cybersecurity content on YouTube, like this stream, which has tags all up in it about cybersecurity, the YouTube algorithm's gonna be like, oh man, like other people who like cybersecurity will probably wanna watch this. Let me go tell them. 
That's how we get more people in the community. That's how we grow the Simply Cyber community. So do me a solid and hit the like button. I genuinely appreciate it. All right. Guys, it is uh, Simply Cyber Community Challenge. Kayla Sturgeon um, currently has the baton. I saw Kayla in chat, so if Kayla could tag somebody. The Simply Cyber Community Challenge is an ongoing initiative where somebody gets tagged with the, the baton. They go on LinkedIn, much like Kayla did just yesterday. You can see her post right here and shares their cybersecurity story. Connect with the community, then go find this hashtag. Connect, like literally the connect function on LinkedIn. Connect with those people, connect with the people in comments, be first tier connections with them. Build a professional network on LinkedIn that will deliver value to you and you will deliver value to it. So you wanna be part of this, okay? Kayla Sturgeon's been so uh, I love reading her story. I didn't have a chance to comment on it yet, but, you know, former military, uh, thanks, Kayla, for that. Uh, an OG uh, Daily Cyber Threat Brief member back when it was called First Things First. You want to talk about OG. This show was called First Things First for a hot minute. Uh, so to, to be able to pull that out of the archives, Kayla, was uh, a, good, a good nostalgic reach. Thanks so much. So uh, if Kayla... Uh, so Kayla's tagging Stormwalker, I think. All right, Stormwalking in the house. Thank you for your service. Okay, guys, uh, Tidbits Tuesday, every single Tuesday, every single day of the week has like a little special segment. Today is Tuesday, Tidbits Tuesday, where I share a little personal thing about me. Uh, personal thing about me that you should know, uh, and I hopefully no one ever captures me and tortures me because this would really ruin me. Uh, Kayla Sturgeon with the super chat. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. Thanks so much for the sponsorship and the support, Kayla. Simply Cyber Community genuinely appreciates it. Um, I have a, oh, oh, like, I have an un, unreasonable fear of snakes. I do not like snakes. I don't like, I don't like the safe snakes, the garden snakes. I don't like cobras, rattlers, um, small snakes, big snakes, thick ones, thin ones fast ones slow ones dead ones i don't care snakes no I'm, I'm out on snakes snakes in i'm out i'm out i'm out i'm out i'm out i can't if i see a snake mrs Ozier loves telling a story about we were on <laughs> i don't know if this is true but we were on a trail hiking out in um um the blue hills uh or the you know uh, uh outside Asheville, like in the pisca mountains and we were walking on a trail and a snake slid by and I, I just took off. Um, so in my mind, I like to think that like, I also protected my wife, but uh, I hate snakes, man. I hate snakes. I can't even, I haven't even watched snakes on a plane. Um, yeah, thank you, Belinda. Belinda and me are in the team, no snake. Yeah. Ugh. Script Kitty. All right, I might set up a separate channel on the Simply Cyber Discord server, like the No Snakes Club, <laughs> kind of like the No Homers Club. <laughs> All right, let's get back into the stream. More vulnerabilities found in MoveIt file transfer software. Security firms helping progress software. Okay, hold on. I will say uh, I, I do like Python programming. I will make an exception. I wish they changed the name, but I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. The fallout from a ransomware attack against its MoveIt file transfer suite have discovered more issues that the company said could be used to stage additional exploits. 
Progress said the discovery was made by cybersecurity firm Huntress, which it had engaged to conduct a detailed code review of its systems. The newly discovered exploits are distinct from the issue reported earlier, and as such, another patch for MoveIt Transfer and MoveIt Cloud has been issued to fix this latest discovered bug. Progress gave no description of the newfound vulnerabilities and said a CVE number or numbers are pending. Con All right. So, MoveIt has been... This makes a little bit more sense to me. So, MoveIt has been the, you know... The hot story, John Hammond's been working his butt off. It does make a little bit more sense now to see that um, MoveIt had hired Huntress um, to do the code review. Because, like, John Hammond was working, like, I mean, the poor guy, was he was, like, working shifts. You know what I mean? He was working, like, 24-hour on, like, four-hour off, 24-hour on. I was like damn john like you're really getting after it. like i don't know what like what bug got into his shorts but i mean he was dancing and uh, uh so they got engaged to do it which makes more sense now it was his job okay so the move it file transfer suite serious issues um i am curious personally i'm curious why this one was so particularly high profile and uh, hopefully we can ask uh, John Hammond about it when he comes on stream. Oh, I just said that. John Hammond, June 22nd. Appointment viewing on the Simply Cyber Live channel. Uh, but we'll talk about that later on. But the cool thing is <clears throat> um, the MoveIt vulnerability was exploited, they believe, by a Russian, where, Russian ransomware gang, Klopp, um, in this attack. And Huntress was able to not only uh, recreate and reassemble what the Klopp ransomware attack actually, uh, yeah, what their Klopp ransomware attack kill chain looks like, right? Because there was an entire exploitation chain. But according to this article, Huntress was actually able to uncover additional serious vulnerabilities. So, dude, talk about uh, value in the investment in the cloud, uh, in the code review. I genuinely appreciate that. Unfortunately, it sucks that um, <laughs> it only happened after an incident happened which is fairly common unfortunately in the real in the real world william welch we'll talk about french press french presses later on ask me a jaw jacking uh, oh i need to get that uh catch me outside catch me outside how about that i'll have to do that manual too all right william welch catch me outside at jaw jacking how about that we'll talk about french presses anyways the move it things out there it's been out there for weeks this is just more interesting news. Um, if anything, this is the equivalent of like a Chiron going across the bottom at the gas station on the TV while you're filling your gas tank up and you're like, oh, it's interesting, more vulnerabilities. So, eh. But like the Move It thing's already been known. If you're running Move It in your environment, you know that um, it's all set and cleared out and that you can address it. Uh, Huntress, uh, Kimberly, can you drop that in chat? Oh, okay, I see. All right, so Tradecraft Tuesday, this is from Huntress. They are going to be talking about um, move it transfer exploitation. Um, I will go to this if I can. What's my schedule look like? Sorry, I'm doing this on stream. Uh, do, 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 do. Oh, I have a call at 1 o'clock. All right, well, anyways, uh, check this out if you can. Um, this will be really, really uh, interesting. John Hammond is a great educator, a great professional. Um, and they're going to be talking about this move it transfer, right? No product, no pitches. 
Very similar to Wednesday's uh, Red Siege Offensive and Thursday's uh, Recon um, Recon Defensive, right? So there's, there's, you know, Huntress's thing, then there's Offensive, then Defensive. Guys, if you're a company and you want to get these organic uh, weekly webinars, you only got Monday and Friday left, so you better giddy up on it. And I'm thinking about taking Friday, so maybe you guys just focus on Monday. Confidential right. data downloaded from UK regulator Ofcom in CyberAttack. In a related Move It story, Britain's communications regulator Ofcom announced on Monday that confidential information which it held on companies it regulates was downloaded by hackers exploiting a vulnerability in the Move It file transfer tool. Quote, a limited amount of information about certain companies we regulate, some of it confidential, along with personal data of 412 Ofcom employees, was downloaded during the attack, end quote. This according to a spokesperson. And now... La All right, hold on. Um, so this is the move it... Um, come on. I'm trying to pull up move it um, on... Shodan. <clears throat> I'm not being able to pull it up. Basically, they're saying here, so the movement vulnerability, um, easy to compromise-ish, uh, and but it has massive access to files and data and stuff like that, right? So using Shodan, we can see that there's over, well, so this is interesting. Can you guys see this on stream? According to the report of this news story, at the last Thursday, so today is Tuesday, right? So whatever, five, six days ago, uh, five days ago, there were over 2,000 instances of this vulnerable file transfer system on the internet. Today is Tuesday, June 13th. There are only 718. So uh, over you know, 60% have been patched or taken off the internet. The important thing is there are still 718 vulnerable ones uh, well, actually, this is just move it, so they may not be vulnerable. But the U.S. has the most at 460, so if we, oh, whatever. Sorry, guys. The point here is that uh, some U.K. regulator uh, was got wrapped up in the attack, um, an early hit of the move it uh, vulnerability getting exploited. So, Clop Ransomware moving. Moving quickly, guys. I also want to just point out one quick thing. This just goes to show you, like, in the world of information security, right, looking at the NIST cybersecurity framework, because I love NIST, right? Where's my eye heart NIST? Doink, 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 doink. In the world of information security through the, um, through the framework of the cybersecurity framework, we have identify, protect, detect, respond, recover, okay? You can do everything you in your power to get left of boom, identify and protect, right? Left of bad happening. But that isn't comprehensive information security. You need to have detect, respond, recover capabilities in place. Why? Because like this company, right? Ofcom. Ofcom could have had nails information security, right? Like they could have had 1,000 employees and 500 of them were information security professionals, right? And they could have had the tightest controls, triple authentic, like triple uh, factor authentication, you know, thin clients, not leaky S3 buckets, right? All the best things in the world. 
wicked good backups, hot sites. They have an entire uh, building across the street that's like got phones and computers ready to go in case this building goes down, right? Massive amounts of money spent on identify and protect. You could not control this move it vulnerability from being exploited, right? You bring in the move it thing, but you're not controlling the tech stack of the move it. You're not controlling the software of that tool. So you have to be mindful in case a zero day gets exploited where you had no capability to protect yourself from that particular attack vector. This is why you need to be able to like detect and respond quickly. Why? Because you need to limit the amount of blast radius that an attack like this is going to occur. You need to maximize your response time to be able to recover to a known good state, right? So you need to minimize the impact and recover faster. And if you're just looking at left of boom, identify and protect, you're missing an entire huge piece of the pie, which is going to cause you to cry yourself to sleep because you've spent all this money, you feel really good about yourself, and you still got the back end of your hospital gown showing your butt off to the world because you haven't been thorough, okay? You have to be thorough. All your controls are fine, but you can't control technology and software that's in your environment that you did not develop. And by the way, if you did develop it, chances are there's still vulnerabilities in it. Thank you. For, <laughs> thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Last week in ransomware. The MoveIt transfer data theft attacks dominated last week's ransomware news. In addition to the Ofcom story just mentioned, other organizations currently known to have been affected include the BBC, the Irish airline Aer Lingus, British retailer Boots, British Airways, the University of Rochester, the government of Nova Scotia, Extreme Networks, the state of Illinois, and the Minnesota Department of Education. Last week also saw the emergence of the new black suit encryptor thought to belong to the Royal Ransomware Group, new ransomware variants called Cyclops and Zolom, spelled X-O-L-L-A-M, emerged. Rysidia's ransomware attack on the Chilean army has seen an army corporal arrested for alleged involvement. There was also an attack on Japanese pharmaceutical company Isai and Australia's largest commercial law firm HWL Epsworth, who refused to give in to Alf V's extortion demands. Listeners interested in observing an impressive family tree of ransomware operations created by CERT Orange Cyber Defense Threat Intelligence researcher Marine Pichon can find the link in the show notes to this episode. We've covered a number of... Oh, my God. Hey, chat. Give me five minutes with this infograph. Wow. Huh. All right, hold on. I'll drop this link in chat. And then I'm going to turn the camera off and, <laughs> and I'll come back. Uh, just kidding. Okay, I don't have the ha-ha sound effect but um okay really quick uh ransomware continues to be uh, a thing uh the one there's two things that are kind of interesting about this particular story um one that the it looks like the move it uh transfer zero day has been tested in limited capacities by the cloth gang since 2021 so they clearly found something and they've been poking and prodding uh, refining their um, their attack until they could unleash it uh, for maximum impact. So that's really interesting. That's another thing to ask uh, John Hammond about. So that's interesting. The other thing that's interesting, we saw recently Royal Ransomware. Um, it's been it's been presumed that they are reskinning as Black Suit. Reskinning meaning that they are 
they're uh, they're they're basically incorporating under a new name in order to like appear to be a new threat actor, but in reality, it's the same one. And it, we can tell this because uh, you might you might even be asking yourself, like, I don't get it. Like, how do we know that Royal Ransomware is in Black Suit are the same people? How do we know that Dark Side became Black Matter? Um, go look at Mitre Attack TTPs, TTPs, and and the David Bianco Pyramid of Pain. Pyramid of Pain. Hold on. Right? Here's the thing, guys. And this is just a quick little explanation on how we as practitioners are able to attribute attacks to certain people, even though we never see them. Right? On the pyramid of pain, the higher up you go the pyramid, the more painful it is to a threat actor because you're basically burning their stuff, burning their infrastructure, burning their tools. So hash values, for example, at the bottom, that's a value of a file. It's a fingerprint of a file. Very easy to change a hash value. Very easy to change a hash value on a file, okay? When you get up to the top, TTPs, this is like the behaviors of a threat actor. And like, this isn't exactly a one-to-one, -one, but like every morning I do this stream, every day I have audio issues, every day I drink coffee, right? So if you were trying to like, profile me you'd be like oh like you know this is jerry this is this is the stream this is the thing right so then if all of a sudden um a stream cropped up like like simply cyber went away and a new stream cropped up and like you couldn't see my face but like i same mannerisms same ridiculous metaphors same fear of snakes same french press coffee you'd be like we have high confidence that this is jerry right it's the same thing with threat actors with with uh, Royal Ransomware and Black Suit, it's something like 98% of the code that is being used in the ransomware softwares is identical to Royal Ransomware. So, you know, researchers and authorities are like, well, this is clearly them. They, you'd have to rewrite your entire ransomware software package to not be the same one, which is not what you're gonna do, okay? So anyways, I find that interesting. Um, and then obviously there's a whole host of um, different threat actors in, in ransomware. As I always say every Monday, I suggest you go to this um, story. I'll drop it in chat and just find, find, find one that speaks to you. Find one that speaks to your industry. Find one that speaks to your geographical location, wherever you are. Bookmark it and um, save it because when budget season comes around, when end user awareness training comes around and you need to educate, like having these real credible stories really adds a lot of oomph to your case. Because instead of looking like Chicken Little where you're like, oh, we got we to gotta follow the rules because it's not going to be good, right? You could say, hey, look, look at Ofcom. They suffered a massive ransomware attack. Look at um, this, this healthcare industry over in England or whatever, Lupin. Leaky S3 buckets. What are we doing about S3 buckets, Carl? You see what I'm saying? If you just say, like, leaky S3 buckets, what are we doing? They can be like, mar, 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 like, uh, like the parents in P uh, Charlie Brown. But if you're like, here is an example of just last Tuesday of another compromised S3 bucket, what are we doing? Right? And if you don't get a good answer, escalate. And if you get a fine answer and you think it's crap, well then document it and then hopefully you don't ever suffer an incident but if you you can you do you can be like you know you you basically lied to me like I, you know i don't know what else to say 
All right, guys. So that's going to do it. If you were here just for the news, we are uh, nine, eight minutes over. Apologies to um, Base Case and the entire NCC group. But if you were here just for the uh, news, I bid you farewell and want to remind you before you go. Um, the, uh, this Thursday, we have a stream. Hold on. I, I want to get music going. Do, do, do. All right, that's going to do it for the stream. I want to remind everybody this Thursday, JJ Davey, UK's own sec ops expert, fierce beard, JJ Davey. Many of you know him already from the industry. Uh, the dude's awesome. Great guy. Very kind hearted. Has helped a lot of people. We're just going to have a fireside chat. I just, I love this guy. Uh, we don't have a fixed agenda. It's just going to be free flowing. Come, come hang out. Um, I think you'll enjoy it. All right, hold on one second, that IT guy. All right, so now it's time for jaw jacking. Let's get our jaw jacking on. Okay, so that IT guy wants to know about DEFCON meetup. I am planning a DEFCON meetup on Friday for the Simply Cyber community. I believe I'm scouting locations right now. I have um, Christina, AKA X, uh, and Charles O, AKA Charles O, <laughs> helping me. Uh, identify locations. I found a, um, uh, I found a, well, I didn't find it, uh, X did, but like a very uh, possible uh, location called like, I, I don't even want to say it because I don't want people to go there if I change the location, but I will clearly communicate out where the Simply Cyber community is going to meet up. I also, as a fun, uh, as a fun story, um, if you caught the stream, actually it may have been off stream, but Deb the Deb, um, Black Hills community manager, Deb the Deb. Uh, we're actually talking about coordinating a Black Hills information security and Simply Cyber co-meetup at the same time, same location. So we're gonna just straight up gangbusters take over a location. So stay tuned for that. Yep, exactly. James McQuiggan with a super chat. What? Do we just become best friends? Yep. Thanks, James McQuiggan. We'll have to do some turbo chess. I've been playing uh, chess with James for about a year now and I'm slowly starting to um, equalize or I'm seeking equilibrium. James still kicks my butt, but at least it's less embarrassing now. Um, catch me outside with the French press. Okay, so guys, this is my travel French press, which I know looks ridiculous and huge, but I have a, I have an at-home French press, I have a travel French press, and then I have a, um, I have, I have three French presses. I have a small one too that is for like, like I take it if I'm um, traveling to a location that I'm not super, like I'm at my in-laws. So like I'm, I have high confidence in this, but like I have a smaller travel one that like if I lose it, I'm okay. I only drink fr French press William Welch. I don't know if you know that, but I'm, this is episode 386 of the Simply Cyber's Daily Threat Briefing. I've had a French press almost every single episode, except when I did that, that um, episode of Crank where I like almost like vibrated out of the, out of the screenshot. Thanks Gregory Casey. Yeah, catch EPT straight crushing it like a boss. Oh yeah. Yeah, you got to get like coffee. It's it's absolutely where it's at. Oh, to me William Welch, it's absolutely noticeable. Here's the thing, like a French press like, I, like, so this is even more ridiculous. So I grind my beans right before I make it. So like, I am getting what, what is close to the freshest 
cup of coffee I can get every single day. And then after you do that, like, if you have, like, a, a, a K-cup or something, or, or, oh, my God, like, the coffee at a hotel, oh, <laughs> oh, gives me shivers. Might as well be served by snakes. Yeah, gotta ground the beans, man. It's so good. I will tell you, too, I tried it. Um, yeah, William Welch agree. I tried it. Um, I've tried different coffee beans. Starbucks French Roast is my coffee bean. You know what? I'm old enough where I know what I, what I like and I know what I hate. I have not used the Chemex. You know, I, I tried doing pour-overs. Uh, I have a pour-over kit. But the thing is, I don't like... I don't do a cup of coffee in the afternoon or anything like that. I drink a pot of coffee in the morning and that's it for the day. I don't, I don't even crave coffee in the afternoons or anything like that. So the, um, the, the desire to make a single cup of coffee, it, it, I'd rather take the same amount of time and make a pot of coffee, which I know sounds outrageous, but it is what it is. Mike may be picking up from the laptop again. Sounds like you're a little distant. Pump your voice mic a few. Okay. I don't know guys, maybe I'll have to figure out a better option or get like a little a little boom for this um, lapel mic. Here, I, I, I got a lapel mic for my travel studio because I wanna be um, I wanna be flexible for like if I'm doing interviews, I'm 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 trying to do like man on the street kind of stuff at Black Hat DEFCON. So we'll see. Um, I've heard good things about Aeropresses, Lyle. I have good heard things about Aeropresses. Guys, to the 218 people that are still here, thank you. Genuinely appreciate it. If this was your first episode, let us know in chat. I always, I always like to say hi to someone who it's their first time. It's, it's really cool that new people are finding us. Yeah, I don't know how the laptop's picking it up. All the audio, all the audio is going into my ear, right? I've got an ear pod. I, like, there, there shouldn't be a microphone on my laptop picking up anything because I'm not routing anything through my laptop. Excuse me, audio. Oh, yeah, ruckus. If I read your emotes right, we're going to crush beers. That's exactly what's going to happen <laughs> at, at uh, the Simply Cyber meetup. Your mic is close range, non-wide range mic, meaning it has to aim at your mouth. Yeah, exactly. It's aimed directly at my mouth. Um, no, so it says lapel mic on your collar, but I've been told by my audio engineers that it should be like, you know, six inches below your mouth. Plus I don't have a collar because it's a t-shirt. Oh, thank you very much, Pursuit of Bliss. Appreciate that. When I look down, I can hear it clear. Okay, you know what I can do? Guys, if you want, um, give me one second, okay? I've got an idea. Please talk amongst yourselves. I got an idea. Let's just try this out.
right, here we go. And yes, I... Okay, so normally this is my walking around interview mic, but we'll try it. We'll mess around here. Okay, how's that? Little ridiculous, but we're just testing stuff out. How's this work, right? Right, we're in the lab, messing around. I can do it this way. Let me know in chat. Now, now I'm straight interviewing myself. How's that? Does this work? Next hacking video? I think I just live stream a hack on <laughs> I just live streamed a hack on on uh, mi like microphone etiquette. Um, so when you say hacking, I'm not sure. If you're talking about what I did yesterday on Haiku, um, I will have a video on uh, my next like hacking hacking video will be. Uh, hold on. J June 26th. Actually, I'm out June 26th, and no stream July 3rd. July, July 17th, July 17th. But if you guys want, see, here's the thing. If I had more time, if I had more time, hold on, I'm not on screen. If I had more time for me, and by me, I mean Simply Cyber, I would definitely, I would definitely do more like that. Yeah, so July 17th right now. Uh, how's this for my audio? If I hold, if I hold the mic down here. Okay, how's this? <laughs> Alright, how's that? Now I've got a windscreen on top of it, and I've got the mic, I've got the lapel mic jammed up into the uh, body of this thing. Yes, can you hear me now? Good. Oh, well, thank you, Pursuit of Bliss. You know what's really interesting? I don't know if anyone would care about this, um, but I have been approached by two different people. I've been approached by two different people, and one of them has approached me twice to invest in Simply Cyber, like like, like to, to substantially invest in Simply Cyber. But I, I've, I've declined. I've told them no. But I just want you to know, <laughs> like, that's where it's at right now. When do you think hiring will pick up again? The market is tight right now. Yeah, I know. Well, you know what, William? I think with with the market, it's actually like a really interesting, perfect storm, right? People are still trying to figure out AI and how AI can help workflows. Remote workforce has actually led to, and I'm, I'm an example of this too, remote workforce has led to a lot of people having their own side hustles and businesses and stuff, which is, which is good, but at the same time, big businesses are trying to figure out like, okay, like we want people back in the office, do we try to force this? Um, we're entering inflation, the US government and the value of the dollar is kind of jacked up, even though there is a global conflict going on, which is typically good for the economy in the United States. It's actually not showing that right now. Um, the housing crisis, 
the way that like the, the value of homes went up. So I know that wasn't an answer to your question, but I think honestly, William, I, I, it's very difficult for me to project, but I would say m maybe six months. I mean, it's it, it, there are jobs out there right now, but maybe six months. Nice, Kuda running a marathon. I've only run halves, Kuda, but uh, cheers to you on running full. That's great. O'Keefe allowed investors and they kicked him out when they changed the mission of the organization. Yeah, exactly. So Brian W. Um, so Andrew says, why did you say no to investors? And James O'Keefe said, gave an example. Here's the deal. Okay, guys, here, can I do this? Um, well, no, I won't do that. Here's the deal. You should only take investment if you want to acquire something, like you want to buy another business, or if you um, want to hire more staff and like um, scale up your own business, right? Those are the only times to take investment, right? So like, okay, so let's just play it for a second. Someone wanted to give me 30 grand, okay? So I, I take 30 grand from them. They obviously want a piece of the company, right? What percentage, right? So I, we'd have to figure out the valuation. So if the company was worth $300,000, that means they get 10% of the company. So now every decision I make, I still own 90% of the company, but um, you know, I'm cutting checks to these people. And then it, it, it becomes a slippery slope because now like, oh, like some more investment. I've got to, I probably have some type of like metrics I have to hit in order to um, appease whatever the investment was. Um, also now I have to, with all due respect to whoever the investors were, I have to listen to them for inputs and stuff. I can't just be agile. Like right now I'm working on a YouTube course because I want to, right? Maybe an investor's like, you really should focus on that cyber 101 course instead. So now I'm being told, Hey, mono Julian, hold on. What did I, did we just become best friends? Yep. So anyways, I, I just don't want to deal with investors. Um, I also don't want to deal with employees, <laughs> frankly. Um, I, I do 1099s. I'll hire the crap out of some 1099s. Uh, and I love partnering. In fact, there's a couple members in the Simply Cyber community who um, who work with me uh, through a 1099 capacity, and I love it. But it's just, for me, you guys always ask me, like, how do you do so much, Jerry? Like, how do you have time for all this stuff? Like, there's certain concessions I make like if I hired staff, I'd have to manage staff. I'd have to think about payroll and benefits and, you know, uh, personal issues and, and, you know, stuff like that. And it's just, it's, you know, yeah. Uh, oh, is, is Adrian Harris giving out some good, good, good tips? By the way, Mono Julian, thanks for the super chat. Like just throwing it out there. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, I'm going to aim to beat that Cuda. Oh, yeah, good. I love running. I got to run on Monday. It felt awesome. Hold on, let me check my schedule really quick. We are good, guys. Let me know if you want to keep Jawjack, and I got a few minutes. 176 of you guys. What a great community, by the way. Each of you are wonderful. The networking is awesome. The, um... Here, I'm gonna drop a link in chat to Kayla's uh, LinkedIn post here. Yesterday's um, Simply Cyber Community Challenge, go check that out. 
Kayla bringing the heat. Oh, I have a uh, I have a Simply Cyber Con update. I did send a request out yesterday uh, to ask uh, John Strand if he wanted to be the keynote speaker. No, no, uh, no, um, no pressure. No pressure on him, right? He might be busy. The man is very, very busy. Uh, he may have a conflict. So if he does not become the keynote speaker, do not take that as a personal slight against John. Um, but I, I have put the request out there. So hopefully he's able to uh, to accept the, the the opportunity and we can, we can deliver what is uh, a human personified version of what it is that this conference is supposed to be. So stay tuned on that. Um, Ruckus is asking about the Google cybersecurity course. I don't have any thoughts on that. I want to do it. I just don't have time to do it, unfortunately. Tim Ferrari gave a shout out to this show at work. Thanks, Tim Ferrari. Guys, I got one more cup of coffee in the old French press, so why don't we, uh, why don't we crush that together? Bonus tidbit Tuesday. I do love a good apple Danish. I don't know if, if people, any Danish people out here, not not Danes like Germans or, or Scandinavians, but like the pastry. Um, no. So Shubin's asking about dark web and where threat actors post stuff. That's not really my forte. Uh, Shubin, uh, I recommend go on the uh, Simply Cyber Discord server and check out the SOC Analyst channel. Uh, that's definitely your most likely to get guidance there. You also should Google uh, cyber threat intel type stuff. Oh, nice. Pursuit of Bliss knows what's up. I bought a really fun cup the other day. I'm drinking cold coffee today. I, is that by, by choice, Jess Bishop, it's cold coffee? Like it's like iced coffee or your coffee got cold? Um... Elite Gunslinger asks an interesting question. When do you think the first recorded fatality due to compromise or breach of a connected car will occur? Cars connecting to the internet. That's an interesting question. I mean, there's already been several fatalities associated with smart cars, quote unquote, self-driving cars. Uh, so I don't know if you qualify those or if you're talking about someone actually controlling a car and then driving it into a crowd of people or something like that. I don't know if you'd be able to, um, I don't know, man. Oh, cool. Adrian Harris talking uh, mad love on the uh, Discord server. Thanks, Adrian. Tell a friend. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, hey, guys, I don't know if I, I share this with you. Uh, let me show you this. I did a lot of work on this yesterday. This is this is like deep cuts of jawjacking. 163 of you here still, so you guys are in for the real deal. Check this out. Look at what I have coming up. It's bananas. It's bananas, okay? So we have J.J. Davey on Thursday. We've got John Hammond on the 22nd. We got Nahamsek on July 6th. We got... Ipsec on July 20th. What? Dude, it's like offensive security bug bounty uh, mayhem on the Simply Cyber channel 
all uh, all summer. So you know, like um, you know, like in the summer, there's always like a hot summer song or a hot summer blockbuster movie. Like Simply Cyber is bringing like the hot like hot uh, Simply Cyber live guests on. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be bug bountying and pen testing and um, hacking all the things, guys. I'm super pumped about it. Oh, Chad Green, React guy. Very nice. Yeah, Chad, uh, DM me on Discord and send me a resume. We can, we can talk. I don't work on the, uh, I don't work on the, um, like I'm basically the cybersecurity SME, so I don't work on the uh, development side. But I mean, I certainly know the development people. So much hacking, exactly. Cyber insurance is a way to break into cybersecurity suggestions, David Beard. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, no, not really. So understanding cyber insurance is valuable. GRC would be the path to get into uh, InfoSec through insurance because um, you just need to understand a little bit better. Um, if you want, I, I, well, I don't want to dox them, but like I've got some people like... I guess David Beard, cyber insurance is not a great way to get a job in the industry, but understanding how cyber insurance works, understanding that market will help you crush it as a GRC person. Because when you're interviewing uh, for GRC, um, the, the people interviewing you are definitely going to know about the questionnaires. They're definitely going to know about the um, insurance companies. They're definitely going to know about how expensive it's been to maintain that. So... All right. Have a great day, all. Bye, John Patine. Sublime Ghost got the CYSA Plus when it first came out, and I want to retake it since it changed. There you go. GRC is the path for you. Cool, Adrian. All right. I woke up with Yoshimi Battle of the Robots in my head this morning. That's awesome. Awesome. Hey, guys, how at mods, too, please. Um, how is this... Um, how is the microphone situation working? I'm looking for William's comment really quickly here. Professor G, bring the ruckus. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's funny. All right. GRC squad, Chris Hidalgo bringing the heat. Yeah, GRC. So I, I've been on like a quest, like a quiet quest for the last like two years to make. I, I said it Wild West Hack Invest. I want to make GRC cool. And then I was like, ah, I, I want to make GRC socially acceptable. Let's set realistic expectations, right? So, yeah, that's cool. All right, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the mic like this um, going forward, y'all, just because it's easier to control and uh, it's cool. I think it's cool. I got a I got a like a mic. You know what I mean? Great. Hey, thanks, John Bruno. Be good. 100 and, uh, 163 of you, all Simply Cyber Squad members, it looks like, too. I really appreciate it. Have a good one, Andrew. People are wrapping up. I think I should probably wrap up, too. No, I don't have a mic stand. I, I'll have to get one. That's all right. All right. Oh, cool. Adrian, I hope you're enjoying the course. Oh, she's, yeah. The, the GRC course is dope. 
I like it. Just Bishop. Just Bishop. What? Did we just become best friends, Jess Bishop? Yep. Thanks so much, Jess Bishop. Genuinely appreciate it. I think that might be like $30 in Super Chats today. I might, I might go on Amazon right afterwards and buy like a, a mic stand to just hold this like right here. <laughs> like that. Um... Uh, yeah, Mario, it's, um, it's go to teachable.gr, uh, go to, go to simplycyber.teachable.com. Can someone, I can't type because I'm holding a microphone. Can somebody type simplycyber.teachable.com for, um, Mario S, please? Incident response analyst for a top 150 MSSP, and I'm underpaid by probably 40K. Jesus, yes, that's, uh, that's pretty gross. Yeah, so Jonathan Nock is, uh, okay, so Jonathan brings up an interesting point. So here's another thing that doesn't get stated enough because there's so much focus on breaking in the industry, but all the work, all the work that you do in order to break in, all the, all the studying, all the efforts, all the sacrifices, um, once you get in, like, this is kind of a, a bummer, but once you get in, yes, you can take a minute and, like, celebrate your success but it's it's back to work right like you i mean that's why i do this threat briefing every day like you need to work like it's 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 there's no easy button getting into the industry and there's no easy button crushing it in the industry thank you very much kimberly so uh mario s check out kimberly can fix its url she dropped in there um so i would just say for someone like jonathan knock if you are in a situation where you are uh underpaid and you work for a large company that's giving you lots of opportunity, I would absolutely, here, here's what I would do. You choose your own adventure, okay? But I would work my tail off for a good three months, six months, right? With the idea that I am trying to get my hands into everything. I'm trying to get knowledge on everything to increase my own market value, right? By the way, you're also gonna look like an all-star to your employer. They're gonna be like, holy crap give it to Jonathan that dude's just consuming everything right so now you're making yourself more valuable to the organization but really when you go to market you can be like oh no I've done I've done whatever uh I've done triage I've done ransomware I've done m the move it thing I, I I've I've uh done lessons learned I've run tabletops I've talked to the business I've educated end users like whatever it is Jonathan and 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 this is bigger than um Jonathan right yeah so Jonathan's been there two years Dude, like that's ample time to move. Here's another thing that you won't hear in a textbook and um, like I might get canceled for this, but here's the thing. As sad as it is, you can love where you work and like there's something to be said for that. But like the fastest way to increase your salary is to switch companies. Because if you think about it, when you switch jobs, you can negotiate a 10%, 20%, increase right and you shouldn't be doing it relative to your current salary right if you go to a new company and they're like well how much do you make now you're like what's that got to do with anything like why what does that mean it, i'm sorry is it so you can anchor me to my current salary uh-uh right so you can get a 25 30 percent 40 percent pay bonus when you switch jobs when you stay at the same company if you get like oh hey great performance this year over the last 12 months you really busted your hump we're giving everybody 3%, but you're going to get 6% because you busted your ass. Like, whoop. But, but 
but like you can get mag significant gains and having done two years somewhere i feel like that's that's people in the industry when when you look at someone's resume they're like oh they were at wherever for two years like it's it's like socially acceptable that you're not just job hopping to um like do the ninja guiding thing where you climb a wall it's a deep cut reference but like you're not just going ding 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 like you're you're putting in time okay been promoted three times still underpaid yeah isn't the cyber turnover rate pretty high uh i don't know what the cyber turnover. i'd have to google that i i don't think so i know with cso's it is but that's because there's not a lot of cso's and there's a lot of companies that desperate need a cso's yeah employers aren't going to increase your salary 20 percent. why would they they've got you locked in oh thanks sean washington love it dude ninja gaiden ninja gaiden had like one of the best intros video game intros of the the early 90s oh again another deep cut um street fighter 6 came out just recently shout out to street fighter 2 world champions what what an epic generational game i just want to sh say shout out to that. i loved street fighter the street fighter franchise but particularly street fighter 2 the world warriors street fighter uh 2 world champions whatever it is so good brandon's been in the financial industry and hearing this convo i'm scared to switch yeah well i mean yeah financial industry is pretty solid have you played it sean washington i have seen it i don't have time uh unfortunately i barely have time I, the only time i play video games is um i play i play um i play video games with my children as like a interactive thing i don't i don't really play video games on my own i love video games i absolutely would play them on my own but I, it's it's like one of those things that like you can't do all the things so you got to make sacrifices and that's one of them so xbox is better i have xbox as well i used to be playstation diehard but i switched to xbox um ruckus asks is it good to do a help desk job before applying in the security field um i mean you're more likely to get a help desk job than a security job if it were me i might get a help desk job i mean it certainly doesn't hurt but if i got a help desk job i would make it a priority to get hooked into the information security office at that company become their champion make them aware of who you are and then start worming your way into that office oh okay oh hey gary sturgiatis yeah i gary's a regular on the channel there's actually an interview with gary on the channel uh, guys, I got to tell you, um, yeah, d don't settle for toxicity. And also, like, I, this is going to be super easy for me to say, um, but it's real and it's also really challenging. Um, be careful, um, like, adjusting your living lifestyle to the money you're making, right? I know it's super easy. Like, you start making an extra 30 grand to, like, buy a nicer car or splurge on crap all the time. But if you get stuck in a situation where like you're living at your means and you have a toxic job and you can't quit because you need that income to maintain your lifestyle 
it's 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 hell so just be careful of that um scripting kitty i just got that world of haiku so that's my game for now yeah you'll enjoy that world of haiku is fun awesome jess bishop nice job jess are you still working the um the late night shift i'm kind of curious i'm just curious if you if you're still working that shift or if you switched yeah, Stefan Waldvogel is uh, awesome. I love Stefan Waldvogel. Hey, you want to know another thing? Just talking about um, the power of networking for the 144 people still here. Guys, you want to talk about the power of networking? And one of the reasons why I'm making the How to Make a YouTube Channel course. I was making the YouTube channel. Stefan Waldvogel posted a diagram um on on linkedin right back back before he started working at Greylog, he was posting a lot of interesting stuff on linkedin a lot okay and i reached out to him and i said hey i don't know you uh but i really like this graphic i want to make a whole video about it on my youtube channel is that okay with you and he said yeah absolutely and like we had a conversation and um and i made the video and then we started engaging and then he had a discord server and he invited me to it and he's like, let's do a Simply Cyber one. And I said, oh, I don't have the time for that. He's like, you can just have a channel on my server. And then it grew from there. So, like, and now, he, and now, like, you know, we don't talk all the time, but he's been on the show multiple times. He's a great guy. Because he posted that one thing on LinkedIn and because I was making a YouTube channel and wanted to make a video about it, all of that networking grew into what the Simply Cyber Discord server is today. So if you like the Simply Cyber Discord server, it all started with that post Stefan made on LinkedIn that I saw, and it went from there. And that's the, that's the truth of how all that came to be. Yep. Nice, William Welch. Yeah, so William Welch has signed up for the ACI learning stuff. I'm just going to show it on stream right here. Because I am affiliated with them, I don't I don't pump it except on Wednesdays. But if you are a veteran first responder, you can get sixty percent off. If you're not, you can get thirty percent off with my code, guys. The ACI Learning Platform it costs money, right? But here's my thing: if you're looking for like a short, not shortcut, but if you're looking for the fastest way to get knowledge and education, like quickly, um, ACI Learning is very good. Their courses are awesome. Their instructors are awesome. The comprehensive depth of their courses is awesome. The production quality is awesome. Their audio is awesome. Uh, so definitely worth checking out. Um, like I'm absolutely more than delighted to be affiliated with them because of the quality of their product. Nice. Stefan did a presentation with Allison Van Stoon's group the other day. Very cool. Uh, Lyle, that infographic, that was years ago. I'd have to, I'd have to dig it up. It's definitely, there's definitely a video on the Simply Cyber YouTube channel about it. All right. Nice, Gary Sergiatis. Definitely, definitely use that discount. I'm really happy um, that you guys are getting value from ACI Learning. It just reinforces, like, I got, like, okay, so guys, here's a final thing, and then I'm going to get going. Like, yes, I do, like, affiliates and sponsored posts and stuff like that. I just had one on LinkedIn yesterday for Intel. I, Jerry, do not affiliate or align myself with trash, okay? Like, like I get messaged all the time for stuff. I got messaged last night 
for some anti-malware solution that I checked out, and it looks like I wouldn't run it, right? And they're like, name your price. And I'm like, nah, I'm good, right? So, like, I'm not going to align or affiliate with trash. And, like, the ACI learning platform, I'm, like, super pleased and happy with like putting my name on on it and saying like this is good stuff like i'm super super um happy with it all right guys that's going to do it for today's show genuinely appreciate it let me get in here um yeah let me get in here that's going to do it guys thank you all so very much um for joining the stream we had an extended jawjacking period See, if I didn't have a full-time job, <laughs> this is what it would be like. This is what it would be like. Thanks, everybody, for helping me with my audio. Uh, I'll try to run this mic, handheld mic thing for a few days, and we'll see what's going on. i got to get the, the, um, the lighting better, but we'll, we'll take care of it. Jenny, be good. We'll see you tomorrow. Everybody, Wednesday, 8 a.m. Eastern time is when it's happening. Be good, everyone. Be good to each other. Stay safe, and until next time, stay secure. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Everybody, I hope you enjoyed that content. Keep the cybersecurity train going by connecting with the other Simply Cyber community resources. We have the Discord server that's lively and always keeps the conversation going. You can connect with me directly on LinkedIn. And also, every single weekday morning on the Simply Cyber channel, we're doing live daily cyber threat briefings, 8 a.m. Eastern time, as well as Thursday at 4.30 p.m. We're doing live stream interviews with industry experts, and we produce videos that we push out every Wednesday morning. I'm Jerry from Simply Cyber. I hope you enjoyed the content, and we'll see you in the next one. One.